Welcome to the Dietitian's Dish Podcast. We are Gina and Nicole, two dietitian mamas and good friends living in Ohio and Michigan. This is a podcast dedicated to making whole family wellness more fun and less stressful. Whether you're listening in the car or slumped on the couch with a glass of wine, welcome. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Nicole. And I'm Gina. And today we are dishing about a few 2020 gratitudes, our wellness goal follow-ups for both ourselves and our family, and maybe how these goals have changed a bit over the the, the 2020 year. Um, but first, oh, and some goal setting for 2021, of course. But first, a little catching up. Gina, what's going on? Yeah. Okay. Well, I saw your Peloton. Why don't you start by talking about your Peloton, um, I don't know, accolade. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got our Peloton in January of 2018. Um, and it had nothing to do with it being January. I mean, (laughs) I feel like that's something people are like, Oh, so you got it in January. No, that's just truly when we got it. Um, and I, that was actually my Christmas gift that year and what a Christmas gift it was. (laughs) I was obsessed. Yeah. And, and I will say, Mark and I have a long standing history and commitment to at home exercise. So we have always been treadmill owners. We then got an elliptical. We've always abused almost our equipment at home. I mean, we are that religious about working out because we love it and the convenience. I would say you're either that person or you're not. So we knew that it was an investment that we felt comfortable with because it is an investment. So um, basically, I have been riding my little tushy off because I love it the past two years. And I, in the next, let's say, right around two years, like the beginning of January, I, if not sooner, I will hit 500 Peloton rides. I'm so excited. So so is this what you're supposed to do? Are you supposed to choose a live ride um, to do that ride on so they can give you a shout out? I mean, that is the idea. But the thing is, there's so many people on the live rides now. I've been on some of them that have, I mean, over 10,000 people. I'm, oh, my. Yeah. What? Yes. They're huge. 10,000 so, people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. On a live ride? Yeah. So those are the more popular ones. Like on um, Thanksgiving morning, they had two live rides and I did one and Mark did one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There were so many people on it. So if that was your... 500 ride or whatever. They're probably not going to say anything. No. So choose maybe a, I'll get up at like two o'clock like in the morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Super <laughs> early. <laughs> no one will be on here. No. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's for me, it's a hundred percent just, I, I, and I, I think for me, I'm most proud of stretching myself with it. So trying things like the bike boot camps, um, yeah. even though for me, and I've talked about this on my, our wellness goals, any type of resistance training is a struggle for me. I just don't enjoy it as much as a good sweat session. Yeah. Um, of, of cardio, but I, I've really learned to embrace like the, all, all of that app offers and you do the same thing. Like whether it's mm-hmm. the hit workouts or the stre- stretching yoga meditation, like I've the running, I've really taken advantage of all that the Peloton has to offer, not just the bike, but the app itself. Yeah. I saw that you signed up for the challenge, take a certain amount of the, mm-hmm. what, what is it called? Like the, the bike boot camp. Yeah. Bike boot camp. Yeah, exactly. I like those workouts a lot, actually. I want to like them, Gina. I well, really see, you, do. <laughs> you wear the clip-on shoes. So that has to be a real pain where you have to kind of get off, put on your new shoes. I don't do that because I don't wear the clip-ons. Well, but they they allow the time for it. Sure, so. sure. You just don't like, you just like to go straight through and do all cardio. Well, okay. So you probably remember where when I told you I don't even like to do the workouts that have the arms because yeah. I like to have all the metrics. So now they pause <laughs> all of the, um, you can't get more output during the arm section. They're like, no jerk, do the arms. Oh, so you, so can't, the- you can't just like skip by it and keep pedaling your little tushy off and oh, last okay. pass people. Isn't that that's, cool? That's funny. <laughs> well, so that's, is that, so you don't, but you don't like that. No, I do. I do. Because oh, it's do. like, because then it's, it's equal playing ground, right? I like, see what you're saying. Yes. Yes. So when, so when you would do those rides, you would fear that other people wouldn't do the arms. They would just pedal right through. But you wanted to do the arms, but you wanted the met, your metrics to <laughs> equal out. You are so funny. I have problems. Yes. That's fine. I, I think that you are clearly you are uh, one of many because they made that change. And I think that makes sense. I think it makes a lot of sense, actually. Okay. Well, so, you talk about Peloton and then I'll go back to my other update. Sure. 
Yeah. So I, I would say I am close to 100 Peloton rides. And I, I do hate to say this. I'm, I'm feeling maybe that I'm getting a little bit sick of, of the spin bike, the spinner, mm. the spin bike. I, I don't know. I know I, I, I probably will still, now let's say, I, I won't say that it's when I, when I say I've reached a hundred Peloton rides, I've been spinning for a few years now. It's not like I got this bike and then that was my first time on, on a spinner, um, on a spin bike, whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing spin classes for years. I, I think that maybe I'm just getting sick of it. And I'm also, I will say previously I was doing spin classes with other people mm-hmm. and I do kind of miss that. Yep. So I don't know. I don't know how you do it all, you know, all in your house all the time. I'm, I'm kind of ready for my gym to open back up and uh, to, to get back there. But I do have hockey. I haven't played tennis in a long time, but hockey, I do outdoor runs when the weather allows. You know, I do yeah. like, I'm the same way, Gina. I like to change it up. Yeah, I that's do. true. You have a wide variety of, of exercises and, and fitness routines that you do. That's so true. But I'm a creature of habit for sure. Okay. So one thing you taught me mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> is to say no, Gina. <laughs> And I texted you the other day and you were so proud of me because <laughs> I've been I've been doing some organizing for um hockey stuff and I um I, I feel a little bit abused in the situation and I just wasn't enjoying it anymore because it was just too much work and I got nothing out of it. And so I said no. I was like, no, I'm I'm not gonna organize your hockey skate nice. anymore. You can Good. do it. Nicole, that's awesome. I know. And I told you, I texted you, I said, Gina, I just said no to something and my heart is racing and I feel like anxious and sweaty. Like, and you were like, it gets easier. It's so funny. I'm the opposite. Like if I say yes to something, I start to like slam up. <laughs> so funny. Well, I said no again. So my book club, I don't know why they decided um, to forego this month. We were going to do like a little like socially distanced outdoor thing. But anyway, switched gears and um, it was going to, it's going to be like on a house, on a house party. And there was going to be like a wine drop, like some type of a little exchange that you just drop something on people's doors. And I was like, you know, that's just not my style. Like, I just don't get anything from that. I really have no interest in going to the stores or guessing or trying to figure out what kind of wine somebody likes. So I was like, I just didn't do it. I was like, and normally I would feel anxious about that or like I was missing out on something or not being a good book club member. But I was like, no, it doesn't feed my soul. Done. Yes. Good. It did not speak to you. So yeah. <laughs> it didn't speak to me. Cross You're rubbing off, your off on me, Gina. I love it. What You're else welcome. is new and exciting? Okay. So real quick, I, I splattered. This is Okay, I know what you're gonna say. Don't you have a, a splatter guard? I was making bacon the other day. Did I already talk about this? No. And I got bacon grease splattered into my eyeball. Okay. Oh, you did tell me this, but you didn't tell the podcast this. All right. Well, I yes, I did tell you. That's right. And <laughs> so I was, I, that was a really bad day, actually. So I got this bacon grease splattered into my eyeball. I didn't think anything of it. I don't know why I didn't rinse it out or anything. I was just like, oh my gosh. I mean, it just it just burned. Well, then a couple of days later, I realized that I've got a, bl- a broken blood vessel. It's called a something sub subconjunctival hemorrhage or something like that. And so I had to go to the eye doctor today and she pretty much said it could have been the bacon grease or maybe not. But anyway, I just had this nasty black or red blotch on my eye that she said it's going to turn yellow. It's going to go through the whole stages that a, that a bruise would go through. So that'll be exciting. Uh, also Still hurting or feeling better? It, it doesn't actually hurt. It just looks weird. It looks creepy. Like my kids are like, oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> I, I actually do have a, 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 a splatter or like an oil guard, a bacon, a grease guard, whatever it's called uh, for that you put on the pan when you're making bacon. So it doesn't splatter all over the place. I don't know why. I didn't even realize we had one. And Nick was like, why weren't you using the, the shield? I'm like, oh, I didn't even because know. Because it's more one. dishes. <laughs> exactly. That is probably what was going through my mind. Exactly. Thank you, Nicole. Okay, so next, speech therapy, I have realized, so we had our, our meeting, uh, you know, the conferences with Paige's teacher. And I think I said on, on the podcast that Paige, you know, glowing reviews, the teacher had nothing bad to say, just kidding. Uh, mostly good things to say about Paige. You know, she's doing really well in, in kindergarten, but she still cannot say her R's. Now, most kids, for, for a lot of kids, I shouldn't say not most, it is normal not to, to develop that ability to say R until about third grade, but the teacher said that it's starting to affect the way she spells. So when that starts to happen, they want some intervention. So I'm going through this whole thing where I have to submit for a, a scholarship since she's not in public schools right now, and I don't want to pay for it anymore. I paid for, for so much speech therapy. 
So I'm submitting for a scholarship for her to get to get speech therapy for free. And I'm really excited about it. I, I feel and my fear is that she actually cannot say R. I have tried to get her to say it for so long. I even had a speech therapist come to the house once a week for like six months and she couldn't get her to say R either. So I fear that her tongue tie has grown back and we're going to have to get it clipped again. That's my fear. I don't mm. know if that's going to happen. More to come on that. I hope so too, because it's oh. so painful. Now I, they don't clip it. She would get it lasered. I this is what both of my my kids when they were infants, when they were about three weeks old, had it lasered. So it really doesn't hurt. Then they cauterize it. I'm sure it's uncomfortable. I'm not saying it's pain free, but it's not like they're clipping it. it it's it's very very different. Mm. Uh, but yeah, she, she still would not like it. I'm not going to say it would be easy, but it's not maybe what you would think. All right. Lastly, I know I did mention this on our last episode, but you had recommended The Queen's Gambit and Nick and I were sort of in a, in a TV show rut. We had watched the last episode of Fargo. Do you watch that on, on FX? Mm-mm. It was so good. The first three seasons of this show were so, so good. This last season has been such a dud. We can't even finish it. So we're like, okay, let's just watch The Queen's Gambit. Everyone keeps saying how good it is. We are on episode three. Love it. Mm, so good. Good. So good. There's yeah. only seven episodes, so don't get too hooked, here. too attached. Yeah, I, I, I can't. I will say I like the first. I've already, I think, so we haven't started. Actually, we've only watched the first two episodes, truthfully. We're on, we, we're going to start the third episode tonight. But I will say the first episode for me really grabbed my attention more than the second episode. So mm-hmm. hopefully it doesn't just get more and more. I don't know. Hopefully it doesn't, doesn't go downhill. Uh, hopefully it keeps me engaged. But the first episode, I would say, captured my attention more than the second, but I still did really enjoy the second episode. So we'll see. Let me know when you're ready for a new show. I got another recommendation. Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Before we begin, just a quick favor to ask. If you're loving the show, please write us a review. Reviews on iTunes are everything to us and help us reach more people. So we'd appreciate it so, so much if you'd take a moment and just drop five stars or four or something, whatever Whatever. your heart tells you. (laughs) Or five. (laughs) Um, all right, Gina. Well, each January, we like to discuss our SMART wellness goals. And for those that don't know, that stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Realistic, and Time-Bound or Timely. Um, goals that we set for ourselves um, and our families, perhaps. Some of these goals are personal and some include our spouse or family. And then kind of halfway through the year, we like to follow up on those goals, uh, keep each other accountable, maybe tweak them a little bit. And so today we'll be touching base on those goals and setting a few for 2021. But that said, the world is in agreement that 2020 has been quite a doozy of a year. And so I thought, let's start with a couple gratitudes. So Gina, what you got? Well, I feel like we'd be remiss not to mention our, you know, the first responders and the essential workers everywhere. You know, I think a lot of us automatically think of people in the hospitals. Obviously, we're very grateful for them. But I, I saw this whole, I don't, I forget what it was. It was a, there was a story about, you know, the custodians, you know, what about the people in the hospitals who aren't necessarily the nurses and the doctors, but who are doing the the work that's unseen? So I will say, great so much gratitude for them. I have not known one person to go to the hospital with COVID, but if it wasn't for them, the death, the death toll would be higher than it already is. And, um, there would be so much more sadness and loss than than there already has been. So obviously so gracious for all of them uh, and all the other people that we don't even hear about that I'm sure are doing countless things. Um, that again, we probably have no idea what's going on. Sometimes I feel useless. Like, what could I do to help? I, I can, you know, it's like, ah, I feel like this is a time of need, but I can't, I can only do so much. You know what? Do you ever feel that way? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I wish I could. I know you do because I know what one of your goals is actually. Mm-hmm. So I know you feel that way. Um, but yeah, yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I'm, I'm very gracious for, for so many people in this country. I'm also grateful for America and I, and I won't go uh, much further than that, but I'm just grateful for the voters of America. Mm-hmm. Um, for uh, helping to achieve a, a great change. I think it's going to make um, 2021 and, and, and really hopefully for years to come much, much better. I'm grateful for the slower pace of life that 2020 has brought. I will say COVID, even though it's been a, a terrible you know burden on our, on our country and the world, I have experienced, and I know many people I've talked to have experienced this slower pace of life that has been simply 
amazing, I will say. And I, and I think you're probably nodding your head in agreement. I, th- I know you've said that too. Mm-hmm. Um, just not taking on as many things, uh, just having more time with my kids because, you know, I think I've mentioned it before, but when I, when I, uh, I usually come home around three o'clock and I'm able to get dinner on the table or at least dinner, not on the table, dinner in the oven, or at least pre- start to get it prepared so that when my kids actually come home, that's not all I'm doing. I've already got dinner at least partly ready so I can give them more attention, which is, I'm very grateful for that. And then of course, I'm grateful for more time with my family, uh, which I just said, and my kids' school. I cannot thank my kids' school enough. They have been so wonderful. If anyone lives in Columbus and wants to know where they go, please hit me up. I'm more than happy to talk about it. But they basically have a infant through kindergarten uh, classrooms. And it has just been a godsend. And I am just, I can't even thank them enough. I, I bought everyone little gifts and I wish I could give them the world because we wouldn't have been able to survive this without them. So just very grateful for them. What about you? Um, I really just echo everything you just said. Um, and as somebody who goes about 100 miles an hour at all times, um, <laughs> I will say that this I do have this newfound appreciation for just quiet and being at home. You know, previous to 2020, I would say if we had a Saturday or Sunday with nothing on the agenda, which was rare, uh, I'd be like freaking out about what are <laughs> our kids going to do today? Like we got to we got to make some plans. Now I really it's like a complete shift where I almost feel like I would need one of those days or two a month just for sanity. Um and I, I have just found that the kids are happy with so little. And that, you know, kind of coming out of the holidays, I think that's a nice thing, but also just gr- so much thankfulness around them having one another. My brother and I were four years apart. So aside from just being different genders, we were also, uh, you know, far apart enough in age that we had different interests and activities and and just things like that. Mm -hmm. I will say my girls are just so fantastic at playing together and tolerating one another and really just like loving. They are truly best friends. And I think (laughs) just everything that that is the case because I don't know how we would have made it through 2020 if our kids were not that way um it just it really provides some freedom to me and Mark to get things done around the house or it's just they have such a love and fondness for one another that I've really been able to see in 2020 through that huge downshift so just thankful for all of that and even at work today just we were talking just gratitude for, uh, you know, our healthcare organization, which is the largest on the West side of Michigan. I mean, it's a huge organization, 30,000 employees. Um, and just, um, not only like financial thank yous, um, or monetary, I guess I should say monetary thank yous recently that the organization has put out, but, um, in multiple of them, I mean, through all of this, it's just been, I mean, I'm grateful to work for a great organization and with great people and also to have employment. So, yeah. Amen to that one too. I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> My employer. Woo. <laughs> yes. We'll have a job. And I'm I'm very thankful for that. And they could have easily furloughed our entire department easily, but they didn't. And I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. I mean, 2020 has sucked, but I think mm-hmm. with it's, it's all relative. Like I, there's been a lot good too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot good. For sure. So what were your wellness goals for the year, Gina? Yeah. Okay. So here's what they were. I wanted to do, I downloaded this app called Elevate, which I will tell you, I still use. And I wanted to include a daily brain game for me, at least I shouldn't say daily because that's unrealistic, but I, my goal was to do it, you know, at least the majority of the days of the week. I usually on the weekends, I I wouldn't do it. Uh, I, I also had a goal to sort of quiet my mind and meditate for three minutes per day or do yoga one to times per week. So another way to kind of quiet my mind doing yoga and deep breathing. Had a goal of reading 10 books. Uh, my other goal was to become a certified intuitive eating counselor, coach. I can never remember what it is. Counselor, coach, consultant, whatever it is. But it's through it's through the um, intuitiveeating.com, Evelyn and um, Evelyn Tribble and Elise Resch. Tripoli and Elise Rush. So they have this whole certification that you do and there's four steps. And, you know, my my work had agreed to pay for it and help me with that, which was really exciting. 
That was a big goal of mine. I also had a goal to volunteer once per season. And this was, of course, January of 2020 that we came up, up with these goals. But that was right after, I think it was in January or February, where we did Meals on Wheels with the kids. It must have been February, I want to say. So right before COVID. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, the kids, I think, actually really enjoyed it. And my goal was to do that at least once per season or do some type of other volunteering. But that was kind of our volunteering of choice. The Meals on Wheels thing is something that we could all do as a family. And then lastly, I had a goal to decrease my average phone time per the app on your phone uh, from three hours per day, which saying that out loud is really embarrassing, to two and a half hours per day. But I will say, as we talk about how we did on our goals, I'll kind of explain that. But yeah, my goal was to go from three hours to two and a half hours per day. What about you? No, I love that. Uh, goal number one was to continue incorporating Spanish for the girls. And I shouldn't say continue. <laughs> the Montessori <laughs> offers Spanish um, as a part of the curriculum. And Shay moving into the um, public school system, she no longer has that. Yeah. Um, and so I thought about cartoons, the iPad, things like that. Uh, the second was moving dinner time up just a bit so that we can actually start our quiet time for the night at 7 p.m. And the third was marriage related, some type of an emotional date uh, once per week uh, or doing some type of like a date box or we have this book called Eight Dates. So kind of working mm -hmm. on that. Mm -hmm. I, I bought that book. Have you started it? Yeah, we have. I'll, I'll talk about it. Yeah. Oh, OK. All right. Mm. How are you doing <laughs> with your goals, Gina? Uh, yeah. So let's. I'll, I'll kind of hit them. Uh, I'll, I'll look at all of them real quick. So the Daily Brain Game. I will say, since I actually really enjoy this app and enjoy the games, I've been doing really well with this. I wake up. It only takes about eight minutes, sometimes not even. So the first thing I'll do when I wake up is I come downstairs, I get my coffee. Like That's literally the first thing I do after I brush my teeth, actually. Get my coffee and then down, go to the my app and play the brain game. And it's just so much fun. I really enjoy it. So I feel like it kind of just gets my brain going for the morning. So I think, think check success on that. And I'm going to continue with that goal. Um, actually, I don't even have to write it down. Honestly, I've, it's already part of my habits. I'm doing it. Done. Uh, now, as far as meditating three minutes per day, meh, I, I will say I have found a good meditation app that I like, and it's the Insight Timer. There's a variety, and I, I think it's free. I don't think I'm paying anything for it, but you can pay more to kind of get more meditations on the app if you kind of go through them all, but there's tons of them. So if I become like a real avid meditator, perhaps I'll pay for it. At this time, it's all I need though. And I also do it with Paige. So when I put her to bed, we meditate at night. It's, you know, they have children or child meditation um, timers. They go anywhere from three to 15 minutes. They tell a story, do deep breathing, and she really likes it. So that's fun. So I would say, uh, when I say three minutes per day, that was probably a little bit too lofty and not realistic. Uh, I would say more, it's more like I'm doing, I'm probably meditating more like three times per week. Um, but I am sticking to my yoga. Now, I wish I could be doing it more. I am only doing it once per week, but I have been, you know, continually doing that generally on Fridays. And that's been nice. My goal of reading 10 books, I would say I surpassed that in July. I think COVID played a huge role in that because I don't know, I just, especially this summer had a lot of downtime and I mean, I just plowed through books. Uh, so I think I am at 23 at this point. I think that this book that I'm reading currently is my 23rd book. So yay. That's the nice. most book I, that is the most I've read in years. That's awesome. And I will tell you when I, when I give you my updated goals, definitely I, there's no way I'll be reading that many books again. <laughs> no way. <laughs> as far as becoming a certified intuitive eating counselor consultant, I am on step four. So I did not complete that this year, but I will in March, I'm going to go through the last step, which is super scary. It is the phone consultation with either Evelyn or um, Elise. Ooh. I know so so terrifying i will say i have That's i really cool yes the experience is awesome i will so i had to do three consultations with them it's a hundred dollars per consultation Whoa. 
And I, you know, my, I'm going to be having to shell that out of my own pocket, which is totally fine. It is worth it. I mean, I think I'm going to be getting a lot of good information from them. I'll get a lot out of it. I just hope I don't flop. I mean, I, I'm just terrified. They're going to be like, did you do any of the readings? I mean, I did, but I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm scared. Now there's, there's two choices. You can either do it alone. So an individual consultation, you know, I think that it's, basically what they'll do is they'll pretend like they are, you know, a client. And um, then I'll just, it's kind of like a simulated uh, counselor uh, appointment session. Uh, so I'll either be by myself or with a group of other people. So the one by by yourself, a little bit more expensive. So I haven't decided what I whether I wanted to do that one or with other people. I feel like I would get something, I think that they would both be beneficial in their own way. Um, like if I had an individual session, I might get a little bit more out of like more personal attention, but at the same time, it might be nice hearing other people go through it as well. Cause I'll be able to kind of pick up on pointers that they give them too. So anyway, a lot to think about, uh, but I know that I'll finish that by early 2021. As far as volunteering each season, that was a huge flop. I meals on wheels. I, they needed volunteers. I'm not going to lie. I, I feel bad. I, I was scared and I still am. And that's, a terrible excuse, but no, it's not. I know, but people are doing it, you know, and, and well, yeah, but everybody has a different level of comfort with pandemics. You know I mean? Like that doesn't make it a wrong choice for you. I mean, you, thank you. Yeah. I think what I'm going to do, what I could do though, is do it by myself. I don't need to bring my family. Obviously I could do it by myself. There is no excuse for me not to do that. So that's kind of my goal for at least early 2021. And then as far as decreasing average phone time, I will say, it's not that I'm sitting and staring at my phone for three hours. I'm really not doing that. I've thought about it. And, you know, I do a 45 minute workout, which usually I'm doing on the Peloton app on my phone. So that's 45 minutes right there, you know, using it for yoga, using it for my, my uh, meditation timer, using it for uh, the, you know, mental game app in the morning. So a lot of the things I'm doing isn't just mindless scrolling. So what I did was I went into my the settings on my uh, my iPhone, and I actually set for only for all the social media apps only to allow myself twenty minutes. And when I say all of them, it's really just Instagram because it's the only one I ever use. So I'm only allowing myself twenty minutes per day on Instagram. So oh. I think I will say that has helped me a lot. Uh, there have been three times in the past two weeks since I've done this. It's literally been two weeks uh, where it's kicked me off. Like okay, your your limits up. Sayonara, which I, I appreciated. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll that'll make a, a at least a somewhat positive impact on me. <sighs> You're a better woman than I. <laughs> my favorite time of day is just like mindlessly scrolling. Oh, um, I, yeah. I mean, I know hey, it's only been two weeks. We'll see if I if I keep it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I, I'm with yeah. Um, all right. So Spanish was a huge flop. <laughs> um, huge. You don't say. As in. I think I tried one YouTube video and the girls were like, this sucks. We want to watch Shimmer and Shine or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) However, I did talk about this with Mark and we do feel that it's important still and that an instructor in person would be the best choice. Um, And just because of the virtual nature of everything right now, Shay passionately hates remote learning. So I just don't see this being a good option until kind of post-pandemic. But I do think that that is something I would like to do. Um, I have successfully moved up dinner sometimes. Um, I have gotten a lot better at just going with the flow. So we eat a lot more pasta than we probably used to. And it has nothing to do with the nutrition of pasta. I don't really care. Um, I want something that is balanced and um, quick and something that my family wants. So I would say I have just reverted to a lot of more basic cooking. Um, And when I do it, it helps so much. And also kind of just embracing leftover stuff or simple things like Morningstar Farms corn dogs or soy chicken nuggets. I mean, my kids love that stuff. So if they want to do that and then maybe Mark and I will have dinner later or we'll just kind of all punt. It's it's fine. Um, Wait, what are soy chicken nuggets? Do you mean Morningstar? Like, yeah, or there's different brands or like they even like the corn brand, which is like, okay. I think quinoa and soy. Does that sound no, right? I feel like corn is mushroom. Oh. Like Q U O R N. Yeah. Yeah. It's like some type of weird mushroom. I I like it as well. I think it tastes really good. Yeah. I mean, they love all that stuff. Um, 
yeah. So we just kind of, you know, once a week, usually we'll, I, I call it like a freezer meal um, yeah. of just maybe it's, yeah, just like frozen vegetables and tater tots and like something simple. Yeah. That's I like mean, three maybe or four one times a week for me. <laughs> I know, I know. It's but we'll do simple things like quesadillas, or I'm just trying to keep things basic. Um, yeah. The blog, you know, I I do blog. I mean, my blog is 11 and a half years old, so I will say a lot. Of, I, I know it's crazy, but I used to post a recipe every day. Oh, oh wow! My, yeah, I don't do that <laughs> wow. anymore. I post no. two, maybe three times a week, and so I just need to kind of like dial it back. I don't the blog can make things a bit more challenging because I'm literally photographing things. Um, tonight, Shay's like, how do I spell good? And how do I spell this? And dinner's burning. And I, you know, like I'm trying to get on the podcast. Like it's just too much going on at once. Um, so I think the blog does complicate things a little bit, but I just need to realize that like not every night has to be something, you know, picturesque. Um, when COVID first hit, we were really good about like making, I'm sorry, this was about, um, which goal was this? Sorry, I just kind of kept going Dinner. on and on. Looking yeah, moving up. Yeah, just we were good about like making an agenda and yeah, that included kind of food and stuff. So I just need to kind of continue that. Um, and and as well as the marriage and emotional date. So things like planning into, you know, grab lobster tails out of the freezer and we would make those one night like after the kids went to bed or um, even things. I, I noticed that if we kind of made a thing of it, it was even the family time could help me emotionally connect with Mark more. I know that sounds crazy, but I think for me, creating peaceful and quiet family time together was a way of emotionally connecting with my spouse. So we would do yeah. things like during COVID, we would make like COVID movie nights on like every Saturday. We would have turn on like we have a projector in the basement. We turn the projector on, have popcorn and like everybody all snuggled up or we would take a hike together or read or do like a family workout. So I think for me kind of scheduling and this kind of goes along with um, our, we have a sex therapist coming up on the podcast, but kind of scheduling things. I think that just allows me to be more emotionally available. That was one of my biggest takeaways from kind of COVID times. Um, So yeah, I think overall we're doing pretty good. Um, on the marriage date in the marriage kind of goal, I would say just kind of emotionally connecting a bit more. And I think because restaurants are still closed or work, you know, it, all of this is still kind of COVID-ish, right? So date nights and things like that are just not what they were once were. So we've had to get a little bit more creative in that. But I would say of all my goals, I probably did best on that one. Oh, well, that's an important one. So I, that's great. Yes. And what about goals for the kids, Gina? Wait, I'm laughing. You didn't read this. I was laughing because oh. of the the meme that you have on there. What Netflix? I oh, found a yeah. meme recently. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> I wrote, I found a meme recently. I'm going off script here. Well, I went off script. The script says um, that I, I did find a meme that says, what Netflix show can I watch while sim simultaneously playing on my phone? And I am so guilty of that. And it drives Mark insane. He's like, why are we watching a show together if you're going to be on your phone the whole time? Yeah. Mind you, he's sitting with his laptop on his lap the entire <laughs> time. Yeah. Um, but that does kind of drive him batty. So we've gotten just a bit better about like, even if he's on one side of the room and I'm on the other, if we're both engaged in the same <laughs> media flowing at our yeah. brains, it's somehow, <laughs> you know, 17 years later, we call that romance. So um, <laughs> we're just going with it. We but, are doing an episode also pretty soon about um, a an in-home or at-home romantic evening, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm already planning it. Yeah, I don't think that one got scratched. I know we we've we had so <laughs> many ideas flowing in. We had to kind of like pare down what we were going to talk about. No, uh, I think I think we're still doing that one. It's, what did we call it? We called it. Hold on, let me look it up. Date night in, or date night in. That's what it was. Yes, yes. I'm excited about that. Two men's perspectives. Although, oh yeah, the guys are going to do that one. Right? Maybe. I don't know. We'll have to figure that one out. I'm not sure. No promises, people. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But I've got the date already planned. So. All right. It's funny. Well, because Nick's birthday is the 12th of January. So I'm like, well, I can kind of make this, I don't know, kind of like a birthday slash, I don't know. Romantic. Yeah, you guys are entering like crazy birthday time. Oh, yes, we are. Yes, we are. 
going to be insane. Next, or Cameron's already talking about his birthday. It's Aww. in February. <laughs> I told him that we could get Subway for his class. I said, well, bring, I'll bring in Subway for your class. He thought I meant like now. <laughs> I said, no, 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 for your, for your birthday. I don't know why. What was I thinking? His birthday's in two months. Why did I, the like, classic mistake, mom. So now he's already telling, I got a teacher, I got a text from his teacher the other day. I heard you're bringing us on Subway. I'm like, no, no, no. In February, in February, I'm bringing it in for his birthday. <laughs> but you'll be real hungry by February. <laughs> oh my gosh. You oh have my. to wait. I am yeah. so sorry. Oh gosh. All right. So I don't know for our, here's, I don't know that I had any specific goals for the kids that I can recall. Cause if I did, I did not write them down, but I'm sure they're always very similar. Uh, you know, for, for this year, I would say a goal that I didn't realize I had was simply to get through the year. I mean, this, you know, this year, especially for someone who is a full-time working mom, and I've, I've never spent so much time with my children. <laughs> so that's a blessing and a curse, I would say. We didn't uh, know that going into parenting, did we? That they were going to be around all the time. Wait, I can't pay them to ship them off? Nope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not during the pandemic. I am totally <laughs> kidding, people. <laughs> we love our children. But it has been, I will say, it has been an adjustment for sure. Never in my life, other than when they were infants and I had my maternity leave, have I been around them this much. It's, it's, and same with my husband. I've never spent so much time with him, truthfully, either. So that has been an adjustment. But anyway, so get through the year. That was a goal, a goal that I didn't realize I had. Uh, I would say every year, my, my goal is to kind of get them involved with something that they enjoy. And are we talking about what, I'm going to go ahead and kind of talk a little bit about what my goal is for them for this year. Okay. Since this year was kind of a flop as far as extracurricular things for the children, you know, Paige got through her ballet class. We had to do, you know, a a very COVID friendly recital. And I know that you did that with Piper as well. And that was, you know, successful. But after that, she was kind of done with, with ballet and tap. She wasn't really into that. I would say I would like to get her involved in some type of an art class. I know you mentioned that as well for your girls. She's just really into art. In fact, I bought her a book that kind of helps you draw basic things um, that kind of takes you step by step on how to draw a person or a tree or a flower that's going in her in her stocking. Hopefully she enjoys that. And I want to get them both. I want to get them both swimming this year. And I you know, at this point, I will say Paige is, I would almost feel comfortable leaving her. I would never leave her, you know, in the pool by herself at this point, but I feel comfortable leaving, leaving her. I, I, I could do it if I had to, like if, I don't know, if I had to run off and do something real quick in, in an emergency for a couple seconds, I would, she would be fine. Uh, but she wouldn't be able to jump into a deep end and swim to the side. She's not quite there yet even though she can doggy paddle really, really well. Like I had to be there with her to do that. She could probably jump in with me, with me in the deep end and then kind of guiding her to the side. But anyway, I would like for her to take swim lessons, which they've both been on the waiting list for this really good swim lesson. That's down the street from, they're not real close to our house for like six months is what I feel like. But I actually called them recently. They must be super busy because, you know, it's private swim lessons. I'm sure everyone's signing up for that right now because it's private and it's something to do and everyone needs to know how to swim. So that is my goal to get them both comfortable in the water, specifically Cameron, though, because he just does not like the water. Paige could be in the water all day, every day in the summer, that is. And it's been really a, a shame because we used to have access to the pool where I work and we don't have that anymore, which is kind of a bummer. Uh, let's see. And then lastly, you know, really getting Paige on the, on the reading train. She doesn't love to read. I didn't love to read either when I was her age, but she also doesn't like it because she's not real good at it. And anything that she's not real good at, she just doesn't want to do. And I keep trying to explain to her, how do you explain this to a kindergartner? You're not going to be real good at it unless you practice. They just don't get that, do they? Um, so I, you know, we've been doing the whole read at least one book per day with us. So that's beyond what you're reading at school. And that's been going, I think, somewhat well. So generally when she comes home, she gets a book out, she reads it. If she doesn't do it when she gets home, she does it at night before we put her to bed or as we're putting her to bed. So she reads us a book. And that's been, I think, working out really well. And she's definitely improving. Um, but we're going to have to just keep on with that one. What about you for your kids? 
Yeah. Similarly, we've stopped all activities, gymnastics, dance, swimming. Oh, I mean, t-ball. We've been involved in tennis, uh, everything, kind of as Mark talked about on the, oh, what podcast did we have them on? <laughs> um, what was the most recent one? Uh, it was the, the uh, di- parenting Parenting. Differences. Parenting. Thank you. Yep. Um, so I think my goal, which is personal, that it just affects them, is to be very selective in what we add back in in our post-COVID world as yeah. to not overcrowd our schedules and kind of keep with um, a slower than pre-COVID life pace. Yeah, so, I love it. I think that's that's the biggie. But I do I like agree. what you said about um, Paige and just getting into something art. My kids freaking love art. And if they could go make a mess somewhere else, that'd be great. So I think... <laughs> It's, it looks like a bomb went off in my dining room at all times, which is now the art room. Um, oh, it's not yeah. the dining room. It's the art room. Um, I think that they would just thoroughly enjoy that. So maybe we'll Thankfully, look my page usually does her mess in her room, which is totally fine with me. I have at it. Mm. And we also have a little area under our steps in the basement that we call her art room that she also explores and makes a mess of. And that's fine with me. As long as I don't see it. Out of sight, out of mind. I know. <laughs> totally kind of off topic here. The girls, you know, I was talking just that they spend so much time together. Almost sometimes I feel like, should I like be a bit more like present for them? The other day they spent this weekend. We had nothing going on. They spent three hours on the stairs with a lantern. Three hours <laughs> in the basement. It's complete darkness except for this lantern. And they had made like some little fox out of paper plates. And they yeah. had like two blankets, two baby blankets. Oh. And they made three hours of fun out of that. Go, That's awesome. Tell me how that works, Gina. Like, just, I mean, how does that happen? Hey, but, when you're a kid, every, I mean, a box is fun. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, it's, it's, I get it. I get it. I can actually remember the ease, the each, the easiness of life when you're a kid, right? Everything is fun. Mm-hmm. And then, and then they'll say things like, oh, this is the worst day ever. And I'm just like, you just wait, sister. You know, you, you ain't seen nothing yet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Your kids but, ever just you know, go, I'm just having a bad day. My kids uh, have both picked that up. No, they do not say that. I, I, it sounds like similar to stuff that they have said, you know, for example, you know, this is the worst day. Like, oh, this is a terrible day. Yeah. 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 Um, Cameron, that's his new thing. Like, this is the worst day ever. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And they do repeat everything we say. It's hilarious. Oh, girl, <laughs> it is but, hilarious and trouble. <laughs> you know, I will say it, it as much as I, as I think it has been difficult to not be around my kids so much, but in a way it has, I, it's <laughs> not something that I'm used to, especially because I'm not real good at making things fun all the time. They're always on, they're always looking for things to do. And I've run out of ideas and I, and I run out of ideas on a regular basis. You know, I'm always trying to be creative. My mom's really good at that. And actually Nick is as well. But I am very thankful that like what you mentioned, they have each other because even though they are a boy and a girl and they are two and a half years apart, which isn't much different than yours, they generally, not always, but generally, I would say most of the time, get along very well, play with each other very well and can keep each other company. I think this time would have been more difficult if I only had one. A hundred percent agree. Right. And I know I've heard, I, I think that some other podcast was talking about this. And at first I was like, how is that? How, how could it be more, more difficult with just one? But as I've gone through this year, I would have to agree, especially as someone who grew up as an only child. I mean, my brother wasn't born until I was 13. So I was basically an only child. I was always jonesing for someone to play with. And it would have been nice to have a built-in friend. Uh, now, obviously, <laughs> they're also frenemies for sure. Oh my gosh. A page was uh, sleeping at my mom's house the other night. They had a little sleepover and I was putting Cameron to bed and he just started crying. And I'm like, what's wrong? Like all, all is out of nowhere. Like I miss Paige. <laughs> it was the cutest thing. Yeah. So anyway, I we just my little boyfriend. Cameron. <laughs> I know we have, I was thinking about this, a goal for us also. Like we, we have to get together yeah. in 2021. I mean, it has to, it's been a year as of February. So even if we have to wear masks, <laughs> when it we'll all began, when we were at Great Wolf Lodge, can you believe COVID I still was get over going, it. COVID was for been, sure living in that area. It was for sure. There had to have been at least one person there with COVID. 
I don't know how we didn't get it. It was probably swimming in the water. So funny. <laughs> yeah. No. Gross. It's a goal. Okay. Cool. All right. What are your... Oh, wait. Is this me? You, yeah. You what ask. are your 21? 20, 2021 goals. It sounds so different than 2020, but 2021 goals. It doesn't flow quite as well, obviously. All right. So obviously, to kind of go back to what I was talking about before, I want to continue with all of my previous goals. I do... I. I I will say I have a different goal, like I said, for books. I, I think last year I said 10 and I, and I know I went way past that this year. I'm sorry. This year I said 10. I went way past that. I think next year my goal is 10 and that's actually going to be hard for me to, to, to obtain. So that's going to be my goal. It's going to be somewhat realistic. I think I'll do fine. Uh, but even though I did like 23 this year, I just don't think that I think that 10 is going to be a good one for me. I really want to make sure I read the, the book Body Respect. You know, she, Lindo Bacon, I, I think she goes by Lindo now. She was Linda when she wrote her book, uh, Health at Every Size. I can't remember the rest of the, the title, but the, you know, the, the Health at Every Size book. She, her, she, I think that if you're looking up authors for that book, you would look up Linda, but I believe she went by the name Lindo when she wrote Body Respect. I really want to read that. I think that's her second book after Hate. I could be wrong, but she was on a podcast the other day talking about this book. And I really, really want to read it because I enjoyed her first book so, so much, or at least the first book I read of hers. I'm not sure if it was her first book or not, but body respect. Also, again, I want to finish my intuitive eating training. I just got that that fourth one to do and I can't wait to do that. As far as new goals that are not even a branch of my old goals, completely new is I don't want to eat lunch while working. I really want to work on feeling my fullness. Generally, when I go through uh, and, eat, and eat lunch at work, I'll go pick up my lunch. I'll bring it back to my desk. I'll check email or I'll scroll th- even scroll through Instagram or whatever it is while I'm eating, but I'm not actually paying attention to the food I'm eating and my fullness. So just sitting in peace and quiet, maybe looking at a nice scenery outside, whatever it is, or going and sitting outside when it's nice and eating in peace without looking at something else, being completely mindful of my lunch and um, and my enjoyment. Uh, My next goal is, I know you had mentioned this, the Eight Dates book, which we purchased about four months ago, I think. You were talking about it on several podcasts ago, Mm -hmm. and I had asked you about it after the podcast episode. I'll put a link in the show notes, but basically it takes you through eight different types of dates to do. I feel like in the... Just by reading it, it seems like it's more, do you get this uh, this idea as well? It's more for couples who are not married because they talk, uh, several times they talk about, you know, making sure that you talk about whether you want to have kids or not. And I'm like, well, I don't know. It, it doesn't matter if you're married or not. I think you would still enjoy this book. We're kind of finagling it a little bit for a married couple. It will work either way. It's still the idea for me. The thing I love about this book is it gives you conversation pieces and conversation topics, which, you know, we've been together for 15 years. Our conversation has gotten a little stale, especially when we're at out, you know, at a nice dinner or something, we find ourselves talking about the same thing, either work or our kids. So these conversation pieces or conversation topics that they give you are just really great at helping you connect and find something else to talk about, which I really, really appreciate. Yeah. Just one bit of advice for you and anybody else who goes through the book is just don't make assumptions that because you've been together for so long that you know the answer. Like it just seemed like very basic questions about like kids or childhood or like their family. Just you may not, you may be surprised at their answer. And I'm not saying you're blasting through it, but I think our initial kind of thought was like, we know all this stuff, like this isn't really meaningful. But when we actually paused to like answer each of those questions, I was quite surprised at some of Mark's answers. And that's where the conversation and growth is. Yes, I completely agree with you on that one as well. Uh, So our goal is to aim for two dates per month and to, you know, obviously get through this book as well, which we've already done one. We're not going to necessarily aim to bring this with us on every date, but Mm -hmm. we would like to get through it, do all the dates. And, you know, do just two good, wholesome dates per month. That could include a lunch date. We went on a nice lunch date the other day. We went to a nice restaurant uh, down the street from our house and um, or and and one nice, you know, sort of night on the town or night out, you know, obviously with COVID, that's a little bit difficult, but it can still be done. We've actually already um, got our, our babysitter for our next date. In fact, my dad and my uh, his wife are taking the kids overnight, so that will be fun. 
Nice. Yes. They do that, I would say, probably once or every other month or so. So we are very spoiled in that way. Uh, Let's see. Oh, oh, a big one. I am going to, so I get free tuition uh, at the university where I work, which is something in the seven years that I've worked for this university, I've never taken advantage of, which really is, you know, I can't, I can't believe that. I don't know why, probably because I've had two kids and, you know, since starting at this, in this position, that's probably why, but I'm finally deciding that I'm going to take the four classes that would get me uh, through a health coach training program. So Again, I don't know whether it's a certificate, but it's a very, very uh, well-renowned health coaching program that the that the university where I'm working at basically created, but it is supposed to be fabulous. It's four total classes. I believe they range from three to four credit hours each, and they're going to start this summer, and I cannot wait. It is giving me something to look forward to. And it's going to get my mind going. I love school. I love, you know, learning. Mm-hmm. And I also love that this is going to be pass fail. I think for me, that's going to make it so much. I don't, I'm not going to say it's going to be easy because I know it's not. But for me, I was always very much a perfectionist. Like if I got a C, I would freak out. But, you know, in this case, a C would be fine. I wouldn't even know it was a C. I'm still passing. You know what I mean? So that will help hopefully make it a little bit less stressful. Um, knowing that I don't have to aim for perfection. It's either I pass or I fail. And that's it. Uh, Very black and white. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Let's see, just two more. This is random, but I, you know, we would love to have a dog eventually. I don't, I'm not quite ready to take on that responsibility quite yet because that's a a lot of responsibility. (laughs) And I'm just, I love dogs. I had one growing up. I've had a couple dogs. You know, Nick grew up with dogs and cats. I want a dog. But at this point in my life, I just don't know that I have time to take care of a dog, uh, especially because I would like to get one, you know, like a, starting out as a puppy, you know, maybe, maybe not, not necessarily, but that would be, you know, the hope, I guess, from, you know, birth or at least one or two years old, I guess. And those are the most difficult, right? You have to kind of train them like a newborn, basically. So I thought, why not foster a dog? I know that they have some really great foster programs around uh, around here and really everywhere for dogs, cats, probably a variety of animals. And I thought I can see how my kids handle it, see how it goes, foster a dog for a couple of weeks. So that is another goal of ours. And then my mantra this year is really that confidence is key to success. I feel like in the past few years, I have lost a lot of confidence. I used to be one of those people that everyone always said, wow, Gina, you are just so confident. <laughs> and I really truly was. And I, and I, felt good in agreeing to that. Like, yeah, you know, I am confident. It was something that I was proud of. Um, and I think I've lost that. So I need to, I need to get it back. So that's kind of my mantra for the year is to remind myself to be confident and that confident confidence is key to success. Okay. I have to ask the follow-up question of what areas of your life would you, do you feel less confident in than in years past? Mm-hmm. You know, what's funny. So one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast was because I don't feel confident in speaking, like even just talking on this podcast. I, and here's why, and this is actually another reason why I'm really excited about starting this health coaching program. My job has me so isolated and not just during COVID. I would say Mm -hmm. it's pretty isolating, even, even outside of COVID. I feel like I don't get enough training in talking. And that didn't used to be the case. I used to be, I used to talk all the time in previous jobs. So I never lacked confidence. I would do presentations and I still do. I still do actually a good amount of presentations throughout the year, but I don't, I don't talk with people throughout the day. And then sometimes I just clam up anymore because I'm just like, I don't even know how to talk anymore. (laughs) So one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast is because I, I was, I kind of lost that touch of talking about nutrition and wellness. I, I've, I lost it. Uh, I don't do that in my job anymore. So that's something I lack confidence in. I also sometimes don't feel confident as a mom. And, but I know I'm a good mom. I know I am, but sometimes I just, and again, I think this goes back to social media, scrolling through Instagram and seeing all these other, you know, Insta moms and all the things they do. One of the reasons why I'm trying to really rein in my, you know, my time on there is because it makes me feel uh, less confident in in what I'm doing, even though I know deep down that what I'm doing is just fine and it's good enough. Uh, So yeah, those I think would be the two biggest areas. No, thanks for sharing. Yeah. That's a good question. No, I appreciate your honesty. That's, yeah, interesting. I would have mm-hmm. not guessed that about you. I learned. 
Yeah, well, me either. I well, you presented very confident to me. Well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, no, that's good. It's it's sure. slowly coming back. Good. Um, so I, my goals are kind of all over the place too. I think one for me is you know you kind of you, you notice some changes with work. Um, just being kind of isolated. I would say the same thing and COVID has made it worse, but I my this little private office, I just don't leave it. It's terrible. Mm. So I want to continue in 2021 getting some type of exercise during the workday. That could be a walk, um, a five minute stretch or like a weights workout. Again, there's the Peloton app, right? Just And I have weights in my office. The other day I did like a one mile walk through the building. And let me tell you, I found some staircases. I didn't even know where they were. I went, I badged in like with my badge access to like the back of a clinic. I'm like, I don't even know what clinic this is. I'm out of here. And I like, like <laughs> back up the stairs. But I was just grateful for like getting out and about during the day. Um, my second goal is I want to go to Florida to see one of my best friends who moved away. He and I have just gotten so close over the past year or two. And him and his wife are just like really meaningful to me. And, um, you know, I, sorry, the girls just bust in the bedroom. Um, I just, I want to be committed to going to see him in his new home. And, you know, he just, he's been, he's really been there for me during some tough times. And, um, I have honestly been like ugly crying over him leaving. Like it's, Aww. he and I broke down on Friday night and it just like, we just had, it was like ugly tears. Like people are just like looking at us like, oh my God, like what are these two going to do? <laughs> like we are, we are tight. Um, now is he a hockey friend? He is. Yeah. Okay. And he's just a total jokester. He's like one of those people. I mean, he's just the life of the party at all times. And then you get him one-on-one and he's just like, the freaking Tootsie Roll, just like all ooey and gooey and just, you know, just like the sweetest. And I just, you know, I've had some tough times this year and he's just really, really been there for me. So going to miss him like crazy. Um, I honestly want to get to Chicago to see my family more, not only my brother and my niece and his girlfriend, but um, my dad has been in and out of the hospital with some pretty serious um, health stuff going on in most recent months. And, I, you know, just one of those things where the girls are older and we're just a bit more mobile than we have been in years past. I mean, we're not talking diaper bags and sippy cups and, you know, we can kind of survive on less these days. <laughs> um, and it's just, it's a simpler, you know, there and back. It's it's two hours and we just need to be a bit more committed. So balancing that with a, a slower pace of life yet, you know, just trying to be a bit more adventurous with our time. Um, I tend to be a bit of a of a <laughs> local to my zip code. Um, plan a f- my fourth goal. Plan a fun outing with the kids. COVID pending, of course. But things that we've done in the past, like we took them to Kalamazoo to see Paw Patrol live. We took them on our first family vacation back <laughs> to Northern Michigan, where the weather totally sucked. But we just <laughs> just the memories. You know, it was. Um, you know, not a great vacation twisting my ankle, but you know, I'm never going to forget yeah. it. I'm never <laughs> going to forget it. And neither will they. They still talk about the s'mores and, you know, their uncle Bubby being there and just, just, you know, we need to start. They're old enough now that they're going to remember things like that and find more value in it. So we're, we're kind of entering that phase where we can do kind of the bigger, um, big kid stuff. So, uh, number five, read 30 books in uh, in 2021. So in 2019, I read 24, which was my goal. This year, I'm on track for like 38 or 39. Um, I know. So I don't think I'll probably keep pace next year, but um, I'll, I'll still probably exceed the, the 24 that I've done in the past. But to add to that, I want to include at least like every other month, some type of historical fiction. So not just binging on like mom porn and, you know, fictional, like, you know, fluffy books. I call them palate cleansers. I got that term from the woman who leads my book club. You know, the easy stuff. Like I love those um, and I need those in my life, but I really enjoy the historical fiction. Right, I'll like you, let you read about. those and then and then recommend which ones because oh I hate history but I think I probably would enjoy a historical fiction as long as it's highly recommended I I hate history like history was my least actually Nick makes fun of me I know nothing about I hate history, history too <laughs> that's embarrassing <laughs> I think I like history being older <laughs> like geez I mean now like we're in history books when you think about like 9-11 and yeah, I mean all that true. kind of stuff it's just that's so kind of wild we are um, history <laughs> we're we're getting up there um 
yeah, so just some more historical fiction. Um, and I can't wait. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to hear more Gina, about this. What is it about this annual show that I just lose my mind? So last year, <laughs> yeah. I had this wild idea that I was going to do a doctorate. Um, <laughs> and that was um, kind of coming up just right after I had finished like an 18 month leadership cohort through work. And I was kind of on this leadership kick, which not off that kick at all, a little bit less like ingrained in it on a day-to-day basis. Um, but I've, I've definitely kind of moved away from the idea of a doctorate. Um, and I'm toying with maybe at some point going to nursing school. Okay. So I have to ask, do you mean, so what do you want to do? What kind of, what has prompted you to have this goal? What was something, was it, was it COVID? No, no, no. Okay. Um, okay. Simply that if, I mean, healthcare is kind of where I've found my kind of career mm-hmm. and healthcare leadership specifically. Dietitians, I just don't have, like I've never worked the floor, for example. Um, I mean, I've, done everything from taking people's menu, you know, before I was a dietitian, just kind of working in the hospital. You know, I've, I've been an inpatient dietitian and hated it passionately. Um, you know, none of those are the right fit for me, but I think just from a health, um, knowledge perspective and healthcare perspective, the nursing degree is just so valuable. And I already, I mean, I already have a bachelor's and a a master's. So I think that, getting my nursing degree would just really be like more clinicals and things like that. So how many, what, what would that entail? How many years of school? Oh, I, I'm guessing less than one. I don't know. Oh, what? I don't know, Gina. Right. I don't. Okay. Don't. This is, this is, I hesitate to even say anything because I'm going to be held to this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming back Because <laughs> I'm still not sure. Dr. Morrissey. Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not even an iota but- closer than I was this time last year. But I will say nursing school actually sounds more realistic and it makes more sense as far as when you ask yourself, like, what, what, where will this get you? Like I asked you, I think I remember on our last episode, like, what's, what is your purpose in getting your doctorate? Like, and I, I don't remember what you even said or if you even necessarily had. Well, I'm a a good like you. I like to (laughs) learn. I mean, I, I'm definitely a schooly kind of person. So really, and I'm just being realistic. Say Mark and I were to leave Southwest Michigan. Mm-hmm. I love my job and I have a really great work-life balance, good commute, um, proximity from my kids during the day. I mean, the pediatrician, you know, is in the one mile drive between, you know, my work and the kids. It's just, it makes sense right now for me to be a full-time working mom. If in the future it didn't make sense, I would consider doing something like this while I had it, kind of like in lieu of a full-time job. If that arose. So I'm not, we're not planning, like, don't read into that. Like anybody, we're not planning a move or anything like that. But I would say that we're not necessarily guaranteed to be here forever. And that's just something I would consider if it made sense at the time. Okay. I don't know, Gina. Truthfully, I will say there, there is every once in a while a part of me that wishes I would have become a nurse. But then I remember that I... I had like this needle phobia and a blood phobia. So I would never <laughs> succeed at being a nurse. I mean, I just couldn't do it. Uh, when I was, when I had, you know, both my kids, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, a neonatal nurse. Like, why didn't I think of this? I, that would have been, I would have enjoyed that so much. But then I'm like, wait a second. No, no. I, I just, I couldn't deal with the blood. I couldn't deal with the, with the needles. Oh God, I just couldn't do it. Uh, but I, I think that, I think it's, Wonderful. I, I I love it. I think it's I hope that you um eventually do it. And I think I think what I enjoy yeah. most about being in clinicals at all, which I do work in a clinical setting. I don't see patients all day, but I do see patients. And I think what I love most is I'm pretty good at medications. I'm pretty good. Like I have the clinical part down and I I'm just it's natural for me. Like it makes mm-hmm. sense. The body makes sense to me. Um, all of that kind of stuff. It just, it clicks easy for me. And so when I think about if I weren't a dietitian, what would I be? A hundred percent, it would be a nurse. A hundred. Yeah. And the smartest dietitians I know are also nurses. And when I look at their credentials and I'm like, RDRN, I'm like, you're badass. Like, that's really cool. Yeah. Yes. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, I, I I would say the thought has come to my mind before. You don't have to deal with blood and needles uh, if you're a nurse. I will say, I, I said that I could still go to nursing school and become a nurse and not have to deal with that. I mean, there's other types of nursing jobs out there. 
I think it is very admirable, and I hope that you you go you go. Well, I'm a dietitian, and I deal with blood and needles every day. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it really depends on on where you work and when which yep. field you end up or which you know area of your. My kids um, love telling people I poke them in the belly with needles. <laughs> like they poke my patients. They're like, "Did you poke anyone in the belly today?" I'm like, "Sure did. Loved it." <laughs> so you really do. You give insulin. Oh yeah, continuous glucose monitors. Yeah, all the time, every day. <laughs> Love yeah, it. You're already a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gina. Okay. We we fail at our 45 minute goal. Mom yeah. win, favorite new product <laughs> recipe. All right. So this is so so I guess so Cameron has been really enjoying the kind granola bars. I've been putting them in, in his lunch and I'll put a link to those in the show notes. I don't necessarily love them, but he being the choosy eater that he is, he he really enjoys them. I also am, am dying to try the new drizzles variety, which almost looks it looks like a, a, a very oaty bar with just a drizzle of caramel or chocolate. They look really tasty. Because the thing about Kind Bars, the the regular ones with the nuts and the, you know, chewy nugget or whatever else is in, in there, is they all have chicory root, so I can never eat them. Mm. But the other varieties, like the drizzle or the granola or the um, like the chewy uh, oatmeal or oat bars, I, I I really enjoy, even though they're not as high in protein and all that. But I still I still like them. So my kids do too. So more to come on if the drizzles are good once I, I see them in stores. I've not I have not seen them in stores, but I keep seeing them on my Instagram feed and I'm just like, oh yes, those look good. <laughs> oh, well that sounds that's a good yeah. I like that. Yeah. I didn't know they were yeah. coming out. You always have the products. Yeah. <laughs> you do. <laughs> You've had products the last two times. I feel like you have, maybe not the last two times, but you had a couple products in there. I've had some recipes, Nicole. <laughs> You're so Hey, whatever works, whatever you're loving. Um, okay, so mine is a air fryer pork chop. I asked foodie friends, I'm like, throw it at me, quick and easy, kid friendly. And I do have an air fryer. What I will say is it's a dual air fryer instant pot, so it doesn't fit a large volume. Mm-hmm. Um, but Shay was at grandma and grandpa's, and so we went with it. And it's I did the thin kind of boneless pork chops. And it was egg and milk uh, with a little salt and pepper. You dip it in there. And then it was breadcrumbs with a packet of like ranch seasoning mix. Um, And you just bread it and then throw it in the air fryer. They were so good. Piper ate two pork chops. It was seven minutes, I think 360 degrees on the air fryer. And then I think it was, no, it was six minutes per side. You flipped halfway and she tore them up. Um, And yeah, we all really, really liked them. Are you a pork chop fan? I, I do love pork chops. I will say I'm I'm scared of them because I always feel like I'm going to overcook them. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure we're getting a toaster slash air fryer for Christmas. So I can't mm. wait to try these if that is the case. <laughs> Santa told you what he's bringing, huh? Possibly. <laughs> ah, I like it. All right. Um, read a review. Chrissy63 says, love this podcast. This podcast was podcast was recommended to me by a fellow RD. I enjoy listening to Gina and Nicole chat and hearing their latest recipe and product recommendations. As a pediatric dietitian without kids of my own, I appreciate hearing their perspectives on nutrition topics. Definitely worth listening and subscribing. Love it. Very nice. Thank you. All right. So coming up on January 17th, we will be dishing about, well, question and answers. So your question and answers. Uh, specifically your question. So send them in and we will get them answered on our next episode. Until then, keep in touch with us on social media at Dietitians Dish Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram and check out all of our episodes and show notes on our website, dietitiansdishpodcast.com. Also, please tell your friends about us. They can find us on numerous outlets such as Overcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. If you listen on iTunes, be sure to leave us a review. We promise it only takes a few seconds. All right. Until next time, everyone, be well. And Nicole, we'll talk to you soon. Take care, Gina. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening for the podcast. Bye-bye.